1: The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett.
2: Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I, Alyssa Smith, joining you for your Friday morning, and it is going to be a cracker of a weekend. Sam, great to see you. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday to you too. I'm just sitting here trying to negotiate Why well, my chair won't go up. I feel like I'm sitting on the ground, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like an actual midget. And, uh, <laughs> a jockey, but yeah, yeah, not that short. I need a booster seat. You're
2: actually not that short, Sam. <laughs> I love it. I love it indeed. Hey, um, we always say how busy you are. You
1: had a little bit of time off, actually, a day off, which is big for you. I A bit know. of I did. I went and played some golf and um, just got all my domestic duties done because i Unfortunately, when I'm not home to do them, the cleaning fury just, I don't know where she's gone, but she's vacated. So all the washing sort of piles up and stuff. But no, it was I was going to have trials on Tuesday at Doombin. There were some nice horses there. Um, obviously, Doombin races again on Wednesday. It was a really nice run there from a horse of Liam Birchley. called Noted. It's one to watch Forts knocking on yeah. the door to win one. We've got Ipswich today, Eagle Farm tomorrow, Sunny Coast Sunday.
2: Amazing. And you speak about Noted on Wednesday. Um, you took our third with, with that horse. What, what was the luck?
1: Yeah, super run from her. She's um, Her run last start, she was very unlucky. I didn't ride her on that occasion. And the start before that, she'd pulled up with a bit of heat stress. So I was pleased to be able to ride her again. Um, she was sort of stepping up and tripping. And with the rail at 11 meters the racing was quite odd there and uh, normally you would see quite a strong leader's bias with the yeah. rail out so far but there were a lot of horses sort of running uh, you would say sort of towards the outside of the track with the rail being out so far they were sort of getting sort of midway to the outside fence and things like that and the track was I, I felt was playing quite fair so it was quite interesting to see that it just meant um, the way I had to ride her I just had to expose her a little bit sooner. Um, so I wasn't going to get bogged down on the inside, but she was just sort of left a sitting duck Mm. and then just got knocked off late by a couple of other horses.
2: How does that work mentally, physically?
1: How much of a challenge is that? I think when you're doing your form um, and there sort of seems to be a change in like a track bias, uh, you just sort of have to adjust the way you ride. So, I mean, ideally in the perfect world, the inside barrier draws are where you want to be. You know, you're covering no extra ground. um, You're not going to get stuck wide, things like that. But you know sort of when you don't want to be there you've got to sort of then been thinking right well how do I get out to the better part of the track Mm. and negotiate my way out there with a whole lot of other runners to my outside thinking the same thing
2: well in saying that, looking yeah. ahead to this weekend, you got another busy weekend as well?
1: Yes, busy, busy. I've got some uh, really nice rides at Ipswich. There's a couple of runners there that I'm looking forward to riding. Uh a horse called Bay Street of Marcus Wilson's is one to watch. He's, his run last start was solid. Um, and then some really nice rides on Saturday and, yeah, Sunday. So it just never ends. Bay Street. I'm <laughs> writing that down yeah, right now Bay for Street. the weekend. All right. Where, where are you racing? Bay Street? Uh, Bay Street's at Ipswich today. Yep. Uh, and then obviously we've got uh, I think we've got four or five rides at Eagle Farm on Saturday uh yeah, there's a couple of nice ones there. Uh, Hokkahe, her run was really solid last start. Probably doesn't read as well on paper as what the run actually was. She was quite unlucky. She gets back a long way out of her ground as her normal racing pattern. But she's drawn a little bit more favourably uh, tomorrow. So that should suit her. She's won from a, a nice skate before, too. And she's got a devastating turn of foot. She just, uh, yeah, hopefully the inside draw means that I can just be a bit closer and make mm. her job and my job easier. Beautiful.
2: (laughs) Well, we'll be keeping an eye out. Ohokahe and Bay Street will keep an eye out for those ones. Um, Every week we have a guest, and our special guest is a very talented Gold Coast trainer in Renita
1: Beaton. Yeah, fantastic. Like, just recently, Renita's come out. She's obviously was training on her own accord. She's now gone into partnership with Gillian Heinrich, and I believe it's the first female training partnership to have, you know, to ever have done so looking forward to the girls supporting the girls and um fantastic jillian's a lovely lady i've had a little you know had a few rides for her um so to see Renita teaming up with her it's going to be force to be reckoned with i can tell amazing women supporting women we love to <laughs> yeah. see it
2: let's bring her in now shall we Renita
1: Beaton. Renita, good
0: morning to you good morning girls thanks for having me
1: thank you for joining us on this lovely friday morning how's the how are the horses have been treating you this morning kindly i hope
0: Kindly actually, yeah, it was a good morning, a nice smooth morning and um, yeah, you definitely like things to go smooth and the horses to behave, so especially when you're riding them, so uh,
1: yeah, no, it was a good morning. So how has that worked now? You've obviously gone into partnership with Jill, did you have some of your own horses that you've sort of joined in with well, now your team, um, obviously, and then taking over, uh, you know, her horses as well. So obviously, Jill's, see Jill's colours go around quite often. So I know she's got a big team uh, of her own. So how has that worked with the dynamic of, you know, so do you bring some of your own horses in and then, you know, working together?
0: Yeah, so obviously it's um it's all very new and I have bought horses in of my own, or I should say of owners, um which is absolutely fantastic to get support so early um, so they're just working in with each other like um, any other stable would. Um, you know, you have Jillian Heinrichs, obviously she does have a big team like you say, and um, I've brought about I think eight of my own in, and um, yeah, so they're all just yeah in together and um, business as usual. How did
2: the partnership come about because it's not just it's not something you take lightly, is it?
0: No, it's not. Um, I was uh, I had a little conversation with her. track work one morning and it it wasn't mentioned at all actually we just had we sort of hit it off and had a bit of a chat and having a laugh and then a couple of days later she had phoned me uh she just yeah I was just sitting on the couch at home and she phoned me and said look um she's just straight to the point do you want to go into partnership and I was obviously very blown away but it was obviously such an amazing opportunity and you know, it didn't It didn't take me too much to think about. I just went, well, of, of course. Like, I, there's nothing better than going into a, a partnership with someone, you know, of her caliber. She's not only a great horsewoman, but just a lovely person. And um, I'd just sort of lost a heap of um, my own horses, as in I was a private trainer. So I'd lost horses, and i had only had a couple um, of outside clients at the time because I wasn't really allowed them. I just sort of had held on to them because he had let me um which was really nice of them so it was nice to be able to bring those horses across uh, to Gillian's stable and um yeah no it uh it all started from just a phone call and uh it's uh yeah been a quite the journey.
1: Well I'm sure this will be the start of something fantastic because like I say it's fantastic to see women supporting women and I know we sort of talk about it a little bit nowadays it's probably the forefront of media you know and things like that and racing as we know is a Fairly hard sport to crack, sometimes. Let alone being a woman too. Um, tell me a little bit about your background, because I know that you're a local Kiwi girl like myself. Uh, I know you spent a bit of time in Hong Kong. Uh, so, how was you know how is your journey sort of started from NZ and ended up here?
0: Yeah, so um, grew up in New Zealand, like you say, and I was I got into racing pretty young. I think I was about nine years old when I sat on my first race horse, which is. Probably a bit too young, so we won't <laughs> <That is laughs> get young. a little <laughs> uh, So, yeah, I was doing a lot of track work. I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, just, you know what it's like, Sam, in New Zealand. You sort of get, you get to do a bit of everything, you yeah. know, um, yearling prep and, you know, you, you're on the farm and you're at track work one minute. And so I sort of done a lot of things in a short space of time. And then I eventually got, to, I think I was about 17 or 18 and I moved to Brisbane and then I rode track work in Brisbane there with Rob Heathcote for a good five and a half years. And then uh, I always wanted to get to Hong Kong. It was always a goal of mine, literally from when I was about nine years old. I used to sit on the couch with wow. um, a trainer, Andrew Davies, and say, I need to get there so I can learn more things and I can, you know, discover wow. new things. And, and so it was such a an end goal with Hong Kong. And I got there and, you know, I spent six years there writing work and, it was a really challenging time because it's it's just so different. The lifestyle so different. The racing is so different, but yet obviously amazing. And, um, yeah, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things um, and obviously learned a lot. It's um, It was an incredible experience, and I just, I just took so much from it. Um, I wasn't really there, you know, getting around, meeting owners and things like that. I sort of got a little bit quiet. I was sort of kept, kept to myself, which was probably the wrong thing to do. Um, I guess I just didn't have the confidence like you know some people do to get out and and get hustling. So I didn't really have in my head that I always had in my head that I was going to train. It was just a matter of I didn't have the I guess the confidence to go and hustle clients and hustle owners and, uh, yeah, so then I moved back to the Gold Coast and road track went there for a little bit before I took out my own trainer's license. And then I had to move to the Sunshine Coast to get up because um, obviously, the uh, Gold Coast Surf Club were under renovations, so there were no sphere boxes or anything like that, and it was obviously a really challenging time uh, for trainers with, um, you know, minimal tracks, and so I'd moved to the Sunshine Coast and sit up there and then, yeah, found my way back to the Gold Coast.
2: Wow. So you've known what you've wanted to do from a very, very young age. If you were sitting on the couch watching the races in Hong Kong, because that's, you know, normally when you think about nine year olds, they're sitting down watching cartoons and things like that. You're sitting there watching horse racing going, I'm going to to Hong Kong. That is my bath
0: yeah literally it, and it was and it stayed that way for all those years and i I always doodle to myself because yeah it really did work out that way and uh, I you know I followed my dream and um to sort of i sort of you know my friends know the the steps that I put in to be a horse trainer so uh to have their support and you know they know where I've been it it sort of it makes it all that all that much better because they, the support that you get from people knowing you and knowing the steps that you've taken, um, yeah, it's, it makes it all that much more worthwhile, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, with the Dewey and it partnership, it was, it was obviously uh, mind-blowing and still is to me. And uh, to be in this position, I, I feel very, very fortunate and very lucky to be in the position I am in right now. So what is it about
2: horse training over being a jockey? Because, you know, you say you wanted to be a trainer from a very young age. Why not a jockey?
0: Yeah, you know, halfway through, I had a a few people um, say, like, oh, you know, were you a jockey in New Zealand? And I was like, no, no, I've always wanted to be a trainer. I don't actually – yeah, I'm not sure why I was never a jockey because I am probably short enough, but I guess I do <laughs> like my food, so we'll go with
1: that. <laughs> I, full credit to, to you because I feel like most people sort of start on a like a like a jockey path and there's quite mm-hmm. a few obviously trainers now that have started on that route, like your Chris Munsters and people like that. Um but to know that that's what you wanted to do and the hours that go into training racehorse, like we've talked to quite a few trainers on this and yep. it's like i always applaud them because it's a 24/7 job like if you want to go and take time off it's not like you have your weekends off for like a 9 to 5 job or you want to go away on holiday you've got to like then make sure someone else is able to sort of pick up that slack with you being away and as we know horses always seem to find things to do at the most inconvenient of times. You know, like they're ready for a race, they want to stand on a shoe, they want to be sore oh. or something like that. So it's, you are you guys are sort of suckers for punishment in a way, you know, and I, I applaud that. But I think, like, the path that you've taken, not many people can say that they've had that kind of background. You know, like I, I know what it's like back in NZ where we, like you say, we get to do a little bit of everything. We're exposed to quite a lot of the, like, the early stages of, um, like where the horses come in, the bread, they're broken, and the sales prep, all that. So you get to see the whole cycle of events. And now that you're, you know, training, what do you think has helped you the most, like, with the knowledge that you've gained? Um, like, what kind of jobs, I guess, that have you done that have given you the most knowledge to get to here and how you put that into your training?
0: I think all of them, Sam, because you just, you, t- you can take, so much from one person or one trainer in one job. And, you know, you have to, you have to open your mind and, and listen to what they do and, and, and do what they do. And I think you can just take the good and the bad from every stable that you work in. And although I haven't, I haven't actually worked for a lot of people, I've always been, you know, pretty loyal and I've stayed for long periods of time. Um, I've definitely found the people that I've worked for have really taught me a lot. Uh, yeah, I just um, yeah, they've taught me a lot, and I guess you just you just take the good and the bad, and you you know you're gonna like some things, and you're not gonna like others, and you can implement the things that you like and take away the things that you don't like. So what's been what's been
2: your biggest highlight so far with this new partnership, which we love, women supporting women, and um, and where does the future lie?
0: Oh, I think the future's very bright. That's for sure. <laughs> that's what we um, like to hear. Really early. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the future is bright. But, yeah, um, look, it's obviously just starting the partnership. It's been the partnership, sorry, has been the highlight. Um, for now, it's obviously really early days. It's my first week, you know, working in the team. And uh, there's, there's, you know, lots of work to be done. And um, it's going to be a really exciting journey, that's for sure.
1: Do you see yourself, um, obviously now you're in partnership with Jill and all things going forward, do you see yourself – like being based here long-term, like I know when people sort of ask me about New Zealand, and I know you haven't been in NZ for a long time, um, where my sort of home is and where I see myself sort of, I don't know, not after racing as such, but um, like if it's a short-term stint, is there anywhere that you would prefer to be? Like, do you think this could be another stepping stone for you to train somewhere else?
0: No, I feel like this is it. This is, I've, you know, we've bought a home here. This is home now. And yeah, I definitely, you know, Gillian's been here for a long, long time. I think in the Gold Coast itself is obviously expanding, and it's going to be an amazing facility in you know less than a year now. And uh, no, I think this is definitely the place where I'll be staying. That's for sure.
1: It's it is very exciting seeing what's ahead for the Gold Coast. Obviously. We haven't seen much going on there in terms of obviously the renovation with the grass track and then all the developments with the surrounding facilities and things like that. So, for you guys based there, I know you've had to put up with a fair bit in the interim, um, like the lack of good training facilities and obviously not being able to use like a grass track and things like that. But going forward, like you say, it must be very exciting, you know, with what the future holds for the Gold Coast. I think they're sort of talking of doing night meetings there too during the week, which is a fantastic incentive because, I mean, the Gold Coast has got a pretty good nightlife. Um, Not that I would know. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it must be fantastic (laughs) for you going forward um, that you know that that's, you know, all to look forward to.
0: Oh, definitely. And I think starting, you know, like I've started off uh, training with these conditions I obviously went to the Sunshine Coast and then to here but to know that I I, I could do a, a better job once we get the grass in the facilities um, yeah so it's 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 nice to know that there's going to be there's definitely going to be improvements in in every aspect of training really so uh, no, it's very exciting and cannot wait for it to all be done it'll be amazing and the, the grass is looking fantastic it looks absolutely beautiful when you look down the strait. So it's uh, it's getting very exciting and it's getting very near.
2: The future is very bright for you, Renita. New partnership, uh, you know, renovations on the Goldie. Well done. Congratulations on the new partnership as well. Um, and thank you so much for joining us on the Queensland Hoop with Sam and I. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and all the very best as well. We'll be watching on closely, that's for sure.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the support.
1: Yes, woman supporting woman. That's what yes. we're all about here. <laughs> Absolutely. Girl we power. love it. Girl, yes, power. girl power. We love it.
0: We love it.
2: That is Renita Beaton there. Uh, we are very grateful for her time this morning because we do know that trainers are very busy very people. Precise. That is for sure. We'll stick with us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Coming up after the break, we'll have the latest in racing Queensland news. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Queensland is racing. The Action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the
0: track.
1: Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collin on SEM track.
2: Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I, where we are bringing you the latest in racing news. Now, Sam, In a nutshell, where can we see you racing? We know we've got your hot tips for the weekend. Yes, hot tips here
1: with Sam Collett. Um, (laughs) I'm at Ipswich today. I'll be at Eagle Farm tomorrow and the Sunny Coast on Sunday. Amazing. What are you most looking forward to? Riding lots of winners. Hey, that's <laughs> what we love. We love to hear
2: it. We love to hear it. Hey, we've got some some news this week too.
1: We, yes. One of your great friends are doing some great things. Yeah, I just want to shout out, obviously, at the end of the season's um, just been gone past yeah. us, the start of the new one. But a shout out to Jimmy Ormond who took out um, our you know, senior premiership here with 200 and something winners. I think yeah. it was at like 200 and a half or 201 and a half or something. Um, absolutely massive effort. Ange Jones, the winner of the Apprentice Premiership. Massive, massive season for her too. So shout out to them.
2: Yeah, she's had a big year as well, engaged. Yes. And, you know, Apprentice of the Year. Amazing. It's all happening. All happening. All happening here in Queensland, that is for sure. Well, racing, as you say, we can see you at Ipswich later on this afternoon. Tomorrow, Eagle Farm, where you will be. That's right. It continues at Aquas Park on the Goddard Coast Poly track, Toowoomba, there's a the night meet. In the country, Cannon Park, Morven. Yapoon, Richmond, Nenango, and Matabara. Then on Sunday, the feature race at Townsville, and then it all wraps up on the sunny coast. Yes, that good. That's so good. We've got a big weekend of racing ahead. Thanks for tuning in to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Colt and I on SCN Track. It's been great to have you with us. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.